Station Giant Mansley. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus <Which> Christ. <laughs> so I just want to get this out of the order in case my audio doesn't sound up to par. I'm doing this off of my phone because my computer was taking too long to load up. Watch it load as we're doing this. Uh, it probably already is now. But I'm in my bedroom, so whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't feel like getting up to look. But you know what? You got to roll with the punches. Yeah, essentially. So today we are talking about the Iron Giant. Which is an animation that was released in 1999, directed by Brad Bird. And it was a bomb. Big time. It was the bomb. Yeah. Um. Like, this film is still criminally underrated. Oh, it's extraordinarily underrated. I actually saw this in theaters. That, that you did. I forgot that you saw this in theaters. And once you said that, like the memories kind of just came flooding in. Is because as soon as you got home, you were raving about this film. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I didn't see it till maybe later that year when it premiered on Cartoon Network on their Sunday movie night. I had a there was a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in years, but um. Me and him were basically the same age, and um, for his birthday, he was like, let's go see the Iron Giant. I was like, cool. So his parents took to see the Iron Giant, and it was neat. Do you remember those Cartoon Network Sunday movie nights, though? How awesome that it was? I do. There's a lot of good stuff that they showed. I think part of the problem with this movie was um, Quest for Camelot came out the year before. Yeah. And people didn't trust Warner Brothers Animation. It's very sad. This should have put Warner Brothers Animation on the map to rival Disney. Because honestly, this was the better film of the two big studios, in my opinion. Well, what came out? What came out for Disney that year? Tarzan. Oh, Tarzan. Yeah, and I have problems with that film. Yeah, and it makes no sense to me because you're a douche. Anyway. Uh, you know what? Fuck you. I still maintain Phil Collins was slumming it. He's put out far better music. Okay, now you're just you're you're just 
you're a monster. I will die on that hill. Anything he released in the 80s is far superior than the Tarzan soundtrack. Has anyone ever told you you're a hipster? Yeah, fuck you. You know what? Because you know what? Our uncle agrees with me. His 80s stuff is light years superior. He also doesn't shit on Tarzan the way you do. I do shit on Tarzan quite a bit. And I will die on that hill. That's you're a menace. Fuck you. Anyway. So let's talk about this. This movie. So this movie takes place in 1957. And, it, and it starts with a, a, some sort of object in space. Like, I don't know. I think it's Sputnik. Or, I it think it's Sputnik. It very well could be. It doesn't say. But, but there's the Russian symbol on it. So, I, and it does look like Sputnik. So I'm just going to say it's Sputnik. It crashes in the ocean just off the coast of Maine. And um, oh my God, it's Maine! Hide, get down, protect your family, run! It's Maine. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Pennywise. If you read any Stephen King's out. novel, you know Maine is not safe. And, like this old fisherman's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And there's just this like giant robot, and he's all like, "Hi!" <laughs> just evacuated my bowels. So the next morning, our main protagonist, who why this is his name. I'll never know. But his name, is, his name is Hogarth. Okay, what's wrong with the name Hogarth? What's right with the name Hogarth? It sounds like, if you reworded a couple letters, it sounds like a school for witchcraft and wizardry. Hog hug? Yes. <laughs> but um, he's apparently constantly like kidnapping animals and trying to raise them as pets. He really? Dude, he is! He he kidnapped the raccoon and brought it in, and the mom has like PTSD from it. He tries to bring home a squirrel who runs up the pants of this dude named Dean, and Dean releases the kraken. He does. He absolutely does. And the squirrel the- just kind of destroys everything. And there's no consequence to this. This never gets brought up again. <laughs> no, she just has to work later. She just accepts it, and he's but like, I don't even think that's because of the squirrel. So he's like, cool, I will definitely go to bed at 8 o'clock and not watch horror movies. Um, he watches, like, so stereotypical 50s sci-fi horror. With the same type of acting and everything. It's incredible. It's amazing. And I think the guy, the, the voice actor for the professor in that horror film is Christopher McDonald. It's amazing. Deep. It's amazing. It's amazing. So he, um, see, he, like, um, he hears something outside. Or he sees flashing light. I can't remember which. And um, he goes to investigate. And um, sees a 50-foot tall robot eating metal. It looks like Vin Diesel. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Groot, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> he is Groot. But the robot gets caught in these electrical wires. He's <laughs> like, yo, I'm not going to let you die. So he turns off the power. Then he climbs and like throws a rock down the thing. Dude, that throat. that lever for the power station is fucking huge. It, it's bigger than he is. It's bigger, yeah. I don't think that's how levers actually are. No, but he um he does save the robot and uh, throws a rock down its throat. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm awake now." And Hogarth's like, "I'm a go." 
but while he was he brought a BB gun with a flashlight on it, he dropped it and the robot stepped on it. That that'll come back later. By the way, he like taped it to the bottom of the barrel, and I'm like, as soon as you shoot that, it's just gonna hit the top of the flashlight because it's back when the ends of flashlights were fucking enormous. And it's around this time we're introduced to the obvious main antagonist of the film, Kent Mansley. Voiced by our your friend and our friend, Christopher McDonald, a.k.a. The Goose. Where does the fall in? <laughs> Mr. Goose. Ask the Bucci. All right, I, I, I figured it out, guys. You know how in Grease 2 we said that Grease 2 is better if you think of it as a Shooter McGavin origin story, right? Or Spider-Man. Well, I'm maybe. convinced Kent Mansley is actually Goose's father. Could be. He very well could be, which means this is, I, a, weird, I, this is a weird universe with robots from Russia. And it's all and, tied. And, it's, and it's, Greaser singing songs about high school. <laughs> and then he becomes a golfer that, that gets beaten by Adam Sandler. This is a whole Christopher... Nut- Christopher McDonald universe. It's certainly something. You, you guys think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the most well-crafted universe in all of cinema? No. The Christopher McDonald universe is where so, it's at. So he comes and he finds like all these bite marks and these foot and these destruction and he's like, what is going on here? I'm going to find out. I just want to point out, at the rate we're going, we're going to eventually, someone's going to contact Christopher McDonald and we're going to get him on the show. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, then all he could do is say, no, 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 That's probably what he was saying. Hey, you want to be on this podcast? No, 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 no. So Hogarth is befriending the robot, or, or the Iron Giant, you know, the title of the movie. He's um he's befriending him, realizing that he's... um. Well, he's very, training him like a dog. Yeah, the thing is very... He's big, but he's very docile. He's harmless. He really is. But during that, or later on, um, Mansley shows up at Hogarth's house and wants to use the phone. He's interrupting their macaroni and cheese dinner. He is. Crossed That's it. all they're eating in that scene. Yeah, they're having craft dinner. They're having craft dinner. They are not eating Eric Roberts. Unfortunately, <laughs> gotta get that. Gotta get that in. Oh god! At least but, once an episode. So he calls his superior, the general. And general's like, "You're stupid. There's no way. Screw you." And hangs up the phone. <laughs> now leave me alone. I have to bother Frazier. But Mansley oh, found Mahoney. Mansley found the BB gun and he connects the dots and figures out this kid knows about this thing. This thing. Yeah. But Mansley is just the definition of 50s paranoia. He is. So like, he, it's McCarthyism at its peak right now. Well, Hogarth is keeping the giant somewhere. And uh, starts, starts bringing him magazines and comic books. Oh, it's, in, it's, a, it's in his family's barn. Is it in his barn? Okay. It's in the barn. So he, he like, compares him to Superman, but realizing he can't leave him there because Kent buys their room for rent. 
I just want to point out, I appreciate the fact that the comic he has is action comics and not a Superman comic, because I don't think Superman in the 50s had a solo just Superman comic. I could be wrong on that. Please, if I'm wrong, sorry. He first appeared in Action Comics number one, which was published in 1938. So there was probably a regular Superman comic line at that point. You think so? I'm going to find out. I am going to find out here. When did the first issue of Superman come out? It's probably going to give you Action Comics. The Superman comic book started in 1939. Okay, fine. Yeah, he he. There was definitely a Superman comic. (laughs) Yeah, but he was still doing it. He was still in. They were still publishing action comics. So you know what? That's a good detail. Yeah. Anywho, so he brings him to that guy Dean's place who has this junkyard where the giant can eat and blend in and blah blah blah. Does Dean live in the junkyard? I assume so. Well, I mean, he's in a robe in his pajamas. He also um, gives so Hogarth... So does he work there or does he own it? He also gives Hogarth Espresso and he goes on a bit of a sugar rush. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing in the trailer. Yeah, it doesn't really... It's in one scene and that's, that's it. But the it was all over the trailer. So um, what, he's trying to go back to Dean the next morning to check on the giant, and um, Mansley will not leave him alone. Like that dude will not take a hint. He, where you going, Slugger? Hey, sport! And eventually, the mom convinces him, "Yo, let him go out with you." So they go to an ice cream parlor where Hogarth uh, tricks Mansley into putting laxative in his milkshake. He drugged him. That was really funny. But in this Hogarth, like, Hogarth Cosby'd him. Where? <laughs> Hogarth Huxtable. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man, that's my new screen name. <laughs> in the middle of this restaurant. Mansley is just going at this kid. Like, he he, he psychologically is just broken with paranoia. And, and um, he runs to take a dump, and then Hogarth's like, But he, he says something that is very prolific, that's still very true to this day. We don't know what it is, so therefore we must assume the worst. Pretty much. God, that is so true, even today. That's really fucked up. Hogarth books it. And um, he figures out that the giant is learning how to make art. It's so undignified. Yeah, so instead he uses them as a roller coaster. Basically. Well, when you have a giant robot. And um, they're like... I have nowhere else to go with that. And Dean's like, well, we can't leave him here. So they go to the lake where the giant basically causes a tsunami. A literal tsunami. 
Holgarth ends up on top of a tree. Dean gets washed away along with a raccoon. And just, just sitting in the middle of the road like, yeah? The dude never got out of his chair. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? You know you're in the middle of a road. But, um... Mansley was hunting for them and found Hogarth's camera and sees... In between shit breaks. And, yeah, exactly. And does... He goes through it and finds a picture of Hogarth with the giant. He interrogates Hogarth, gets the information it, he wants... This scene is creepy. He chloroforms the kid! It, it's very... I'm sorry, guys, but it's very... pedo vibes. So he calls the dude, army. He, dude, he even says the government will make sure that he gets taken away from his mom. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, this is fucked up. Um, Our government, ladies and gentlemen. So they basically have a battle of wills. And um, they both fall asleep, but Hogarth is able to um, outsmart him. Yeah, because Hogarth gets up first, because, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. So... The army shows up at the house, go to Dean's place, and Dean shows them the giant, but he did him up to look like a big piece of art. And the Very clever. And the government's like, you know what, Mansley? Fuck you, you're fired. <laughs> dude, because, dude, think about this. Like, the picture of Hogarth and the giant is not really anything that would think the giant's alive. It's just Hogarth and the giant's in the background. Yeah. So you could easily say, yeah, this picture is just the art. They just moved it into this building. Yeah, pretty much. So that was pretty clever. Um, so this is where we find out that the giant isn't entirely docile. Um, no, the giant was made to be a weapon. So they're playing... And Hogarth has his toy gun. And he starts triggering it. And um, earlier in the film, because this is going to come back, the giant saw a deer get shot. And it fucked him up. He just didn't understand. And now he sees Hogarth playing with the toy gun. And it triggers a defense mechanism. It happens twice. Hogarth notices it the second time. And Dean's like, get out of here. Go. And so he starts like freaking out. Like he's upset and he runs away. And Dean figures out, oh crap, wait. He sees he the reacted. Gun. He reacted to the gun. It was self-defense. So the giant runs toward um the outskirts. And these two kids see it and fall. And they're about Shoddy to, craftsmanship. And they're about to die, but the giant saves them. And the people see them and see him and they're like, oh, he's a good guy. And everyone's like happy, applauding. Yeah, that and they're all just kind of amazed by him. It's very it's a very peaceful thing. He didn't try to hurt anybody, he just saved the kids, and Hogarth and Dean and the mother are there, and he's like, I'm not a gun. But as well it ends well. As the uh, government was leaving, they see him. 
And they go ham. Oh, yeah. Well, cause, well, because they're listening to this fu- this idiot Mansley, who is just the embodiment of 1950s paranoia McCarthyism. That's literally all his character is. So the giant runs, and Dean's like, Mansley, stop it. He's got the kid. He's got Hogarth. And he's like, all right, I'll take care of it. Tells the, uh, the general, he killed a kid. He needs to be destroyed. Don't worry, I'll come back to bite him in the ass. I so, mean... Not really, because we, we'll we'll get to it. Um. So the giant fig, giant runs, jumps, uh, gets knocked off a cliff, but figures out he could fly. He gets shot down with Hogarth in his arms. They crash. Hogarth's out, and the giant thinks he's dead. And he's pissed. He snaps. The dent in his head just just fixes itself. His chest opens up. His arms turn the big laser cannons. He's got three lasers coming out of his head. He's got Ghidorah heads, man. And nothing, nothing can stop him. Like, this thing is fucking badass. So, Dean and the mother, what's the mother's name? Annie. Thank you. Dean and Annie grab Hogarth. Hogarth wakes up, he's like, where's the giant? He's like, fuck the giant. Dean's like, fuck the giant, we gotta get to the hospital. He's like, no, we gotta save him. He gets out of the car and starts booking it toward him. And um, they, they're, they're trying to convince the military, yo, don't attack him. He only reacts, he only reacts defensively. If you don't attack him, he will stop. Well, well. Before this, they the military are realizing they can't stop this thing. He's too powerful. They just, they can't beat him. So Mansley, in the infinite wisdom of paranoia, suggests they use a, a nuke. nuke. And now, the general is actually considering it until he realizes, and he says, "My son's out there." He's like, "Huh? There's a kid." Wait a minute. The boy's alive. So. Hogarth is able to calm down the giant. He transforms back into his normal state, and the general realizes he was only a threat because we attacked him. And he's not attacking us anymore. This is over. Yeah. And then Mansley pulls his best Larry David and fucks everything up. He grabs the radio and screams to launch the missile now. Like, so, seriously, like, he sees that giant isn't doing anything. Why does he just... The missile is locked on to the giant's position. Where's the giant, Mansley? To be fair, though, where they were originally going to set the missile, they were still going to get wiped. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now a lot more innocent people are going to die. So the giant... Dude, that whole town was going to get blown from the fucking fallout and the in the dust cloud. The giant knows what he has to do, looks at Hogarth, and recites a line from early in the movie. You stay, I go, no following. Now... Bit of a side story. 
Oh boy, here we go. Last year was my 30th birthday. And uh, me, Anthony, and my friend were on our way to an amusement park. And we start talking about the Iron Giant. I don't even remember how it got brought up. I don't. We just start talking about it, and because it was really early in the morning, I wasn't fully awake yet. So I said instead instead of saying "you stay, I go," I said "you go, I stay," <laughs> and we made up this alternate reality where the giant <laughs> grabs the kid, throws him into the missile. Superman. <laughs> And then I actually found that that video exists. But here's the thing, though. We made, we ran with it, though. Instead of Hogarth getting a piece of the giant at the end, the giant stays, like, gets <laughs> raised by Annie and gets a piece of Hogarth. It was. It was and, and this went on for like 30 minutes. And it was ridiculous. And the fact that there's five minutes a, of just nonstop laughing. And the fact that there's a real video of this just validates my stupidity. <laughs> but but I wish they would have taken it as far as we did. They just they just Oh giant, the general wanted you to have this. It's Hogarth's ear! But since Hogarth's a human, he can't reform, so he's just got this ear that's gonna rot away! (laughs) He picked Hogarth up! Hogarth is screaming, what are you doing? And the giant just says, Superman! Eat Hogarth! And don't miss (laughs) Hogarth! But what really happens is the giant we're terrible flies into space and closes his eyes, collides with the missile, and sacrifices himself to save everybody. Alright, alright. You get teary-eyed when he says, I go, you stay. The tears don't start falling until you hear Hogarth say, you are who you choose to be. And he just says, Superman. Look, as much as I hate Superman, this is a nice scene. I used to hate Superman, too. I love Superman now. I love what he stands for. I'm still not, I'm not a fan of the character. Hey, that's all good. But this scene hits. And and it's more of Superman than what freaking the DCU gave us. That is a series we are never going to review. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, they are terrible. We might do some DC movies, but not the DCU. They're all bad. End of reviews. I don't know. The Suicide Squad was pretty good. Yeah, the Suicide Squad was good. The first Wonder Woman was good. Shazam was good. Everything else is just... Aquaman was fine. It's a movie. It's a movie. But it cuts to, I want to say, a few months later. Gotta be a few months. And uh, there's a memorial. I'd say it's spring. It's spring, because it's the start of winter when this all goes down. So there's a memorial of the giant that Dean made, and now Dean and Annie are in a relationship. So Dean is basically Hogarth's stepfather. Or Hogarth's stepfather. Yeah. The general sent him a package, and it was a gear from the giant. 
The giant, I didn't mention this, got hit by a train earlier in the movie. And he showed that he could reform himself. So, the gear starts blinking and starts banging against the window. The giant's still alive. And he's putting himself back together. Yep. And you see that his head is an ice lid. But he opens his eyes and smiles. Cut to credits. He's alive! Never got a follow-up. Don't know what happens next, and we probably never will. Probably. But, yeah, that was... Whew! One of the greatest animated kids' films ever. Uh, The thing about it is it's... I wouldn't even call it a kid's film, because there's cursing in here. There's deep subject matter. There's a kid that gets chloroformed. Yeah, th- this is a very deep movie. It's a very adult. Yeah, they're, they're, they don't sugarcoat shit in this movie like they do in... Like, let's use Power Rangers as an example. You see death all the time, but they never say, oh, kill him. It's always like, destroy them. Or like, instead of saying, oh, my brother's gone. My brother's died. My brother died. So my brother's gone. Using Big Hero 6 here. You get what I'm saying. They don't sugarcoat that. Yeah, but I mean... Old school Disney d- didn't shy away from that. Wow. No, but they do now. But Iron Giant they, was like, oh, nope, you're going to die. He'll kill us all. Um, There's a follow-up. Yeah, there's show. literally Let's, a scene with a giant ask Hogarth if he'll die. And yeah. Hogarth's like, I don't know. You're a robot. But if you have a soul, your soul can't die. And How the- adult is that? And you could see, you see this giant, not just as a a big robot. You see him as Hogarth's friend. Yeah. And something that this kid really cares about, almost like Ted. Yeah. That, that's a weird comparison because I'm saying, like, you can't help but see the giant as a person, as his friend. Oh, yeah. Some robot. Uh, yeah. As the film goes on, you, the, the, he is... Not a robot. You don't not see that as a robot. But, like, say what you want about the Transformers, right? Even if they have characterization, you still see them as giant robots. The giant, you feel, is is someone, is a person. Someone you can connect to. Yeah. Because we all have that. We all have that, like, that dog we try to raise, or our sons, or a friend we're trying to help uplift. That's what the giant is for Hugart. It's deep. Deep shit. Oh, yeah. It's very well made. Well directed. It's gorgeously animated. Oh, my God. Absolutely. But, my God, do I hate fucking Mansley. Oh, Um, fuck Mansley. I I really wish the giant stepped on him. And you get no, no resolution with that. He just gets stopped, and he gets guns pointed at him, so... You he did he get arrested? Like what happened? There's I, I, no resolution to that. Pretty sure he got arrested and lost his position. Oh, but, he has to have. Yeah, because he sent them on this wild goose chase for something that was not a threat and almost fucking nuked the whole town just to kill a giant robot who did no harm. Who did no harm just guys. because they did he Like that thing wouldn't have hurt anybody if you just left it alone. 
And I, I, I kept, I keep mentioning it, but this film does not shy away from the fact, like, no, the fifties were not all that great as Hollywood wants us to believe. Oh, there was a lot of paranoia. We were on edge. Oh yeah, and we probably still are today. Absolutely, we are today. Like this film still holds. I say this film's gotten better with age. Oh, this is a movie that you can appreciate, you can love as a kid. You appreciate it a lot more as an adult, but you can actually understand the deeper themes and the deeper meanings to it. And oh, absolutely! Is I would almost say an essential animated film. You no, I this is I wouldn't even say almost. This is an essential film. It's it is outside of like Disney. What? Huh. I gotta think about this. If what? we take an, if we take anime films out of the equation, yeah, this is probably my favorite not animated, not Disney animated. Film. I I would have to agree with that, and it's my second favorite overall animated film. Um, it's in my top five. I don't know if I'd say top two, but it's it's up there for me. Oh no, uh, this is number two. Uh, it. And and that is a very close. It is very close with Lion King, but I have to go with Lion King just because I have so much history with Lion King. I think this would be my fourth if we're talking animated films. This would be fourth. But it's... I highly, highly suggest you watch the movie. I watched this movie for the first time in... I want to say a decade. And damn, goddamn, I should watch this a lot more often. Absolutely, like I said, when I picked it, I just recently watched it again in a while, and I'm, I'm like, I want to fucking talk about this. Like the guy who plays Hogarth, I don't know that he's really done much of anything, but which is a shame because a, ki- a kid could act. Oh my god, he's Matt Stifler in American Pie. <laughs> yeah, in American Pie one and two. I did not know that was Matt Stifler. That's really funny. Yeah, he was also in the Country Bears movie. Oh god. Yeah, he's the brother of the main of the bear kid. It's not over, Bears. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, watch this movie if you haven't. Which, I can't even say I'd be shocked if you haven't seen it, because um, it's a very underappreciated movie. It is. I mean, it's appreciated amongst the fans. Now, um, he has, the Iron Giant himself has made appearances in other things. I think he was in Ready Player One. He was. He was a big deal. He was a main selling point in Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, I, um, and I think they still make toys of him here and there. Yeah, he was also in that Warner Brothers fighting game. Was he in Multiverses? He is. He was also in Space Jam 2. Huh. Like, people know the Iron Giant. I would get a... I need to get an Iron Giant figure. I would love another Iron Giant figure, because we had toys of him. You You had the one that could transform into the weapon. I just had the plain giant. Yeah, mine transformed. It was really neat. Um, yeah, there was there was a lot of merchandise for a movie that flopped. Fortunately, there was. 
And um, maybe it should get a theatrical re-release someday. I think that would be neat. I, I would go to see it in theaters. I would watch it for sure. Oh, man. Um, so. Let's do our next pick, Anthony. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, look, before you could even spell your name, I was conquering galaxies. Fuck right. you. Are you ready? Fuck you. Are you ready for Battlefield Earth? You, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Do you want us to get sued by Tom Cruise? Oh, this is going to be amazing. Do you want us to get sued by Tom Cruise? Oh, man, I'm ready. This is how we get sued by Tom Cruise. Is that even on PD's Flex? Oh, I found the whole thing on YouTube. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, man. It's on YouTube. I gotta watch that shit. <laughs> I've never seen it either. I just think this is gonna be funny. <laughs> God, how are we gonna avoid doing jokes that Nostalgia Critic already did? We'll find a way. Oh, you man. fuck. <laughs> God damn it, alright. Get ready for Battlefield Earth. I'll eat the monster. <laughs> alright, you man animals, stay tuned for Battlefield Earth. We'll see you guys next time.